Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we know it's been a while since we have been here talking to you, so I appreciate you waiting for us to come back. We've had uh, holidays and then some bad weather, so I apologize for our delay in podcasts, but hopefully we'll make it up to you today. Uh, We are going to talk about one of your favorite subjects, I think, uh, which is weight gain, or maybe... You want to be thin. You don't want the weight. So uh, this title is called, Could This Be Causing Your Weight Gain? And we always talk about eating healthy. And actually, Dr. Lewis is going to tell you about some vegetables and things that could be causing weight gain. So we thought we'd put a different spin on this. So we're not telling you to eat bad. We're just saying that (laughs) there may be a reason why you're uh, not optimal with your level of Wait. So, Dr. Lewis, can you tell us that, well, I know why you picked this show today, but you're going to say because Janet wanted to talk about it. Can you uh, tell us what you'd like us to learn from this episode? If you're going to steal my lines, I'm not even needed here. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear you. So, um, tell us about what you think are, you know, could be causing people to gain weight that they may not even realize that they're doing. Well, have you ever had the question, if I'm doing everything right, why is this happening to me, or why am I overweight? And we have people every day that says, but I eat good, and I, you know, y'all know, I'm getting a little bit more smart aleck as I go on, and uh, I want to cut right down to the issue, or the solution. And I think, well, if you're eating good, you need to start eating fat, no bad stuff because you know you're way overweight and i'm not telling you to eat snickers and bluebell because i i kid about that a lot and in actuality i don't eat that much uh bad stuff i eat mostly good stuff and oh my god here's a surprise eat less of it uh and and we'll talk about specifics but you know and I read dozens and dozens and dozens of books per year. And just because someone read or wrote a book does not mean it's a good book with uh, really a lot of truth. Many, many, many people, they write a book and they'll take a truth and then they'll distort the holy heck out of it and try to make it sound like they're just genius and they created this idea. So, you know, you've heard me say a thousand times, listen with the spirit of discernment and i think that's been missing the last couple of years like holy cow can you not believe what's going on oh you do believe it there's the issue so if you think oh i eat good well if you're overweight no you don't but it may be things you're not aware of and uh janet said i chose this no i didn't or (laughs) she did it uh she's kind of small woman anyway and we're going to talk about lectins, and, you know, I'm going to stay straight on that path. You know I will. Okay, how did lectins get into the subject? How, what does that have to do with weight, Dr. Lewis? Well, most of them are pro-inflammatory, and the, the, the real issue, I think, is trying to find a balance. Because, you know, I have vegans and vegetarians, and they say, but I eat good. It's like, well, you know, I'm not a big fan of veganism for a lot of reasons, but uh, 
they usually are way overweight. Their lab looks like really, really bad in a lot of different ways because they're missing uh, a lot of the nutrients. I, I think meat is a good thing, and, and, and I'm talking better quality meat. But uh, And then they eat uh, large amounts of the vegetables that we're going to talk about that are full of lectins. So uh, the major lectins uh, in beans and legumes, wheat, and other grains, and you know, you, you've heard me talk anti-gluten. Well, if you cut out one thing, you know, that's full of gluten, you pretty much cut out the lectins also. Uh, I love Janet enough. She does not digest beans as well as I do. And, you know, it, it's good to soak them, pour out the water, and soak them again. Well, I get in there, and, and I make sure I soak them and change the water several times. It's also really good to use a pressure cooker, which means the Instapot rather than the slow-cooking crock pot. So lectins are things that cause your gut to feel like they're, it's going to pop, basically. I, I'm telling you that from experience. I, I can literally eat a handful of pinto beans, and I love them. But they do not love me. She makes pinto beans like you might have seen 200 years ago. Uh, yeah, well, with the ham hock, et cetera, et cetera. They're really holy Jesus good. Yeah, but they instantly cause um, bloating in the gut, which is a sign that you have a problem with lectins. Um, some other uh, foods that have it are, are, like Dr. Lewis said, grains and the nightshade families like eggplant, potatoes, and peppers. So, um so those are health, some healthy things that you think that might may be good for you. Um, but they also say if you have an autoimmune problem, you should never be doing lectins either, right? Well, I, I think that's really good. But again, you know, some people would write a book and claim it's lectins. And I personally think it's more glutens. And we'll talk about uh, WGA, which is wheat germ, a glutenin, not gluten, a glutenin. Now, what is that? What is that found in? <clears throat> Wheat germs. Uh, mostly, my opinion, the best things you can avoid is uh, wheat, barley, and rye for the most part. And and there are some, the nightshades can be problematic. But the issue is, you know, some people in books, they'll say, well, our bodies haven't had enough uh, decades or even thousands of years to have uh, the time elapsed for the human gut microbiome to become fully capable of breaking down these proteins. So, you know, and I've said, there's 10 times more microorganisms in your body than you have cells in your body. But it's not so much that you don't have enough probiotics because they aren't put there. The problem is you have so many environmental toxins that uh, wreak havoc on these probiotics. You know, the fluoride and chloride in the water. And I understand the necessity of cleaning up the water supply with chloride. Fluoride is a big farce, but, you know, that's another thing. Uh, we have bromine and bromide. Uh, actually, they put some of that in your wheat flour. Why in the heck do you think you need bromide in wheat flour? Where it used to, maybe 100 years ago or so, they put in iodine. And now most people have an iodine deficiency. So you have glyphosate. And I know I've got this liberal friend on uh, Facebook that says, oh, glyphosate's good for you. And it's like, well... No, it's not. <clears throat> the problem is people don't do research to find the answer. They they read stuff to confirm their bias. 
So you have to always consider that, what's good for you. And again, I think most of us, whether it's through mass media manipulation or whatever, we've lost our discerning spirit. So the microbiome is incredibly important, and that's why I push probiotics. Now, Janet gives me a lot of probiotics. I do lots and lots and lots of them, and it's because she's so good to me that she does that. Um, let's see. Probile 20, which I try to put most people on. Uh, it, it has good bacteria in, in some of the lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, but it also has Saccharomyces boulardii. And the boulardii is a probiotic yeast that goes in and kind of uh, hugs bad yeast, virus, and fungus and carries it out. <clears throat> and then she gives me a Probile 100. Now, they're more than 100 billion. They call them CFU, which stands for Colony Forming Units, and it's just higher amounts of it. And, and one of the reasons we went to these two is because people were complaining about their probiotic getting to them, and it'd be hot and sweaty. Yes, we know that, <clears throat> but these manufacturers, they... Um, make them at such a high number that even though it's been shipped on a hot truck, that they'll still guarantee the right amount of CFUs and, and viability. So the one that I always like, um, I think that really helped with especially the bloating, that god-awful feeling you have after you eat, is um, the SBI spore. Mm-hmm. Um, because the SBI that, we have it as a powder as well, where it's like uh, goes in and seals up leaky gut because generally you've got leaky gut too if you've got this problem. Um, and and what it does is kind of like put uh, putty down in the leaks and fills in the gaps. Yeah, which uh, is created by a substance called zonulin. Okay. And she that, says I have a big brain. It's like, yeah, I got her fooled. I just try to prod him and see if it'll come out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it'll it'll shore up these uh, holes, so to speak, in the gut. Well, because if it's leaky and it has these wide uh, junctions, it absorbs undigested proteins, et cetera, et cetera, that are not designed to go into the body that way. Which makes you bloat really bad and, yeah. and not be able to go to the bathroom correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was our powder form of it, which we still have. But we've also got one now that's got the powder form mixed with spore probiotics. Yeah, and the spores uh, technically don't even come out and come alive until it hits a spot in your small intestine that's perfect for it to grow. I've got a lady that is actually missing part of her colon, and she swears by those spore probiotics um, that are mixed with the SBI, the SBI spore. And um, she said that is one thing that she could really tell made a huge difference in her transit time and her gut health and how she felt. And um, I always tell people take like three of them a day, you know, bedtime preferably, and that way that it can help heal the gut. But that makes a huge difference. Um, the other thing that you can do when you've eaten some of these things that just bloat you uh, very quickly is do the chewable digestive enzymes. And Dr. Lewis can tell you why um, that particular one. We've got a couple of different digestive enzymes, but that particular one really helps with breaking down like beans and uh, all the legumes and things that are 
the raw legumes and grains that are very hard to digest. Yeah, let me back up. When I was talking about probiotics, one of the reasons that we chose that is because it's room temperature stable. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. There I go. I I try not to get off on a rabbit trail, and there I went. My mind went somewhere else. But now back to the chewable digestive enzymes. Uh, Janet gives me one particular one at lunch, and then she gives me three chewable digestive enzymes, V. V stands for vegetables or the people that eat a higher amount of vegetables. And then she gives me two digestive essentials, and people say I'm spoiled. And there's a sweet, sweet lady in Weatherford named Marsha. I loved talking to her last week, and she wanted a show on weight loss. And it's like, well, here you go, Marsha. Thank you. And she said, boy, I think you'd be hard to live with. I said, well, all you got to do is pat me on the back, tell me I'm a good boy, and give me a Snickers. And she said, you wouldn't really eat a Snickers, would you? Well, not every day. Uh, but Janet, Janet really, really, really spoils me, and I admit it, but I treat her like a queen too. But the reason she gives me these is because my j- digestion is not one of my uh, strong points, nor is hers. It has a lot of carbohydrate-specific enzymes to help break down the carbohydrates, which you know are, we're talking about vegetables and beans, legumes in, in general. Uh, and then once the carbs break down into sugars, it has different types of sugar-specific enzymes. And then it has uh, cellulase, which breaks down the cellulose in the uh, vegetables and things. Now, some of the symptoms that you can have if you have maybe a gluten or a lectin or a WGA sensitivity and again, I've told you many times, do not diagnose yourself off of a list because it could be so many different things. And always go to your primary care physician and, and help let them help you. But it can be aching joints. Well, to me, that brings up nightshades, acid reflux, allergies, anemia, arthritis, autoimmune diseases that Janice already talked about, which can be thyroid, rheumatoid, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's colitis, and lupus. And we can't say any of these, you know, cure the symptoms or diseases per the FDA. But, you know, when in America did we decide that God's not smart enough to heal the body if it has something to work with? Uh, Bone loss like osteopenia and osteoporosis, brain fog. Oh, I love people with brain fog. I said, well, if you can just remember to take what I tell you, you'll be loving me in about three weeks. Chronic fatigue syndrome, chronic pain syndrome, dementia, depression, diabetes, fibromyalgia, gastric, well, let's just say GERD, um, bloating, pain, gas, constipation, diarrhea, uh, low immunoglobulin G, and the immunoglobulin G is taken care of when you're taking that SBI that Janet talked about, low testosterone. Yeah, and that's most men nowadays, mostly men that are my age and younger, because if you get about 10 years older than me, those guys have super, super high testosterone, but they have a very low amount that's free, like 5%, where it should be 20 to 30%. And there's you know low white blood cell count. When I'm, I'm seeing that more and more and more, ideal is 6, 7, 8, thereabouts, and I'm seeing a lot of people have it at 3 and 4. So, again, it can go on and on and on, but your gut's pretty much under attack. Uh, You need to pretty much uh, take your digestive enzymes. You have to take probiotics, and you have to continually take probiotics because they are, it's hard for them to live in an environment that's as toxic as ours. You know, we get 
fire retardants every night when we sleep comes out of your mattress and um, pillows. Vegans, again, they they generally are, are thin. Uh, they're not usually as overweight, but the ones that are overweight are the ones that are consuming too many carbohydrates. And I, I gave a dear, dear friend of mine, like a second daughter, She's a vegan. I said, well, you know, your hair's falling out. It's gray, and your teeth and teeth are falling out. I said, here, here's some digestive enzymes. Go eat two or three bites of a good steak. And she came back, and I said, take the digestive enzymes with it. Again, she's like a second daughter to me. She's, oh, my God, Stephen, I've never felt this good in my whole life. I feel great. Because she ate the steak or the enzymes? Yeah, the enzymes digested <laughs> the steak. And, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, you shouldn't be 30-something years old and your teeth falling out, but... Um, and Janet talked about passing through the the gut wall, so to speak, you know, when it's not fully digested. So uh, some of the lectin foods, and I, I'm going to, I'm not going to name them all, but it's usually the refined starchy foods, pasta, rice, potatoes, potato chips. Oh, I'm getting personal there. Milk, bread, tortillas. Whoop, that's hurting me. I go corn instead of flour because of the gluten thing, but corn is a pretty big offender too. Any flour, crackers, cookies, cereal, uh, you shouldn't eat that. Sugar, agave, nectar, high fructose corn syrup, uh, anything that has, well, sucralose or aspartame, stay the heck away from it. That's really horrible for you. Diet drinks are worse than a regular soda which is not good for you at all but then you get into the vegetables you're talking about peas and beans yeah even sugar snap peas which we think are a little bit better for us chickpeas which you know that's pretty good you make it into hummus and put a little jalapeno in there it's good but then the jalapenos you know that's a nightshade too and that can be a problem and always take your seeds out of your jalapenos so it won't be so doggone hot uh soy protein edamame uh, textured vegetable protein, things that are hidden in your food you don't necessarily know is there. Pea protein, even though we've sold it, it's from better sources, and you have to kind of you have to kind of pay attention. Uh, lentils, and I hate that. Um, That's why I say it's sad because people are trying to eat the right way, yeah. you know. You know, and thank God that y'all are. Our smart our audience that's listening. You're learning what's causing these things. Yeah. Um, you're not just going off of a symptom and going, I just need to get this treated because it's a symptom. Now you're learning why you may have a symptom. Just like we had a lady today just walked in off the street, never met her before. And she came in because her ankle was hurting because it was swollen from inflammation. And the more she talked, the more I realized she needed to listen to our podcast uh, because we could tell her why. But she, her symptoms were, I've got this, I've got this swollen ankle. Um, I need some collagen to help my joints. And I may need some vitamin D, even though I'm taking a liquid vitamin D that has uh, 2,000 micrograms in it. Do, do I think she's going to overdose on vitamin D? And I thought, okay. She has no clue where this is coming from, and if she listened to this podcast, she'd realize it's probably some of the things she's eating. Well, um, 2,000 IUs, usually it takes 8 to 10 to get your vitamin D up high. A therapeutic dose of vitamin D is 75 to 100. So um, she said, I have, uh, she said, and by the way, I don't want to spend much, she said, because I have uh, anxiety 
very bad scene. You guys have been listening to this podcast know that comes from the gut. And she said, and I currently spend $500 a month on prescription drugs for that. So I don't want your stuff to interfere with the cost of some of this. And, and, and people kind of don't want the medicine to go away, but it's like, well, it's not working or you wouldn't have sought help here. Right. So we're going to. You know, so that so I'm glad we'll, we'll that you guys, sweet. Yeah. you guys are listening and you're yes. learning and yes. you're you're beginning to put together where some of this is coming from. That it's not about just getting another pill. The doctor, we're trying to teach you to pay attention to what your body's telling you and what you're putting in it because that's what you're getting out of it. And um, anyway, we did help her and she got herself some vitamin D. But you know. She has no clue that any of this relates to the gut at all. And, and people say, well, your supplements interfere with my medicines. Well, number one, I'm not an MD. I'm a chiropractor. I know structure, function, nerve supply, nutrition, and lab work. I'm good at that. I'm not any good at being an MD because I'm not trained that way, and our MDs do a really good job. But, uh, yes, we hope it interferes with your medicines because if you were to have enough nutrition for God to use that and help your body get healthy, there's not an MD at all that would not lower your dose if you were healthy and didn't need as much of it. I've never met an MD that wasn't didn't have good integrity. So, yes, we hope it's going to interfere, but I'll watch it in your MD or primary care physician can watch it and you get healthier you may need fewer and fewer drugs so tell us a little bit about how um, lectins that mimic proteins um, in your thyroid how what do they do to your thyroid that would cause the thyroid to uh, why would you gain weight because you were eating lectins i guess Um, what does that got to do with your thyroid well what People always think protein's a good thing, and I say, well, snake venom's a protein. It's not necessarily a good thing just because it's protein. But, you know, it interferes with the conversion of T4 to T3, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it takes a lot of nutrition for the proper conversion to take place. Just simply put, that would be the stuff in our thyroid essentials that's been on back order forever, and we just got it in today. Uh, for the most part, it's zinc, selenium, iodine, and uh, tyrosine. But you do need several of the B vitamins for that conversion. You know, I just love it that my friend Debbie calls me or, or texts me from Midland and asks questions. And I said, yeah, you you need medical intervention and let them look at it, make sure it's not a booger bear. But, you know, we went to school together. She saw me grow up, and she knows I'm a rascal. I'm sorry, that's a 50-year-old term. She knows I'm a rascal and trusts me anyway. So, Debbie, thank you, thank you for your trust. I'll always do right by you, except you may be a little bit crazy for trusting me. But, you know, it's funny. If you know your doctor personally, you generally don't uh, don't trust them, but thank you. Uh, and and some of the, I say that because she's got a thyroid issue, and then she was in a bad wreck, and that interferes with nerve supply uh, nerve impulses going to the thyroid with the whiplash. So, well, lectins interfere specifically with thyroid uh, dysfunction when they've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis a lot of times, right? Yeah, and, and you know, I just tell people get off gluten. But if you get off the stuff that contains gluten, for the most part, you're getting off the stuff that t- contains lectin. I think gluten's a bigger problem. But I mean, lectins aren't totally bad because there's certain things. In the fruits and vegetables that can be very, very good for you, even if they contain a lectin, you know, you're you're talking about lycopene in tomatoes. Well, 
Who doesn't like a fresh homegrown tomato that tastes really, really good compared to the yuck, yucky stuff they sell in the store? So you're getting the lycopene, which is a super good antioxidant, but you're also getting the lectin. So some of the experts say that you should peel, you know, peel your nightshade vegetables where most of the lectins are and take out the seeds. Well, I don't know how you're going to take out the seeds. Tomatoes would be really hard to do that with, right? Yeah, (laughs) and and since we know, if you don't have a bad nightshade sensitivity, I personally like to get my tomatoes off pizza. Oh, did I say that? Gluten-free. Yeah, well, a gluten-free crust Mm -hmm. or cauliflower crust, something Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, it's decent. It's getting better, the gluten-free stuff. But, you know, when somebody says, oh, my God, my hair's growing back, it's like, well, we're sealing the leaky gut, and a lot of things are getting better. It's not that we're treating any of these diseases. We're throwing in nutrients because your body's very smart. It knows what it wants to do, and then it has the power and the raw materials to work with. Um, And you also mentioned uh, on some of your notes here, I see uh, soy, you know, people eat soy i guess i guess it's in a lot of different kind of forms they may not realize they realize soy is not good for you to personally eat but you made a note about uh that we have it in a whole lot of forms yeah it's it's pretty hidden and uh you know in soy sauce well that's obvious but it's in some of these hydrolyzed vegetable protein you can get lectins there soy i don't think soy is good for you and i've read research that says it is but uh I don't think it's good for you unless it's fermented. You know, that would be Tempe, uh, Natto. We have a product called Natto, Natto Kinase that is fermented. I take, I take it all the time because it lowers your fibrinogen level, which means you're less likely to form a clot and have a heart attack or stroke. Yeah, for those people out there that are having uh, symptoms of heart distress now or um, many strokes. Uh, yeah, many strokes, thick blood. There, it, uh, natto helps break the fibrinogen apart so you don't form a clot as easy. That, and if you're taking enough vitamin K with your D, that helps a lot too. Magnesium's incredibly important. Uh, fish oil is really good. And, and we, in the last year or two, have been presented with many, many more reasons that you need to buckle up and invest in putting nutrients into the temple of the Holy Spirit because it does need something to work with. So I guess now you're going to tell me milk is bad as well, right? <clears throat> yeah, because the casing in it. And there's uh, some milks better than others. Uh, I think from Jersey's and Guernsey uh, are better because it has less of that particular type of protein. Uh, Wheat and dairy are our two biggest allergies in the world, and uh, I think you should limit it, and if it's homogenized, it's not a good thing. They usually, once they pasteurize it, they homogenize it. Really and truly, it's better if it's uh, raw milk, and I know the FDA has a problem with that, and it's like, well, geez, if raw milk was a killer, I'd have been dead years ago because my daddy used to milk a jersey. I don't know why he wanted to work that hard. I guess he's trying to raise five kids and not go broke. I don't know. But we we didn't have all of the antibiotics and things, what they're putting in now, which is a lot of the problem. It's not that, you know, milk is bad or, or the meat hor- is bad. Growth hormone. Right. 
It's the uh, it's how it's being the animals being fed out, right? Yeah, and, and they're fed uh, grains that are genetically modified and full of glyphosate. If you'll read enough on glyphosate or Roundup, you'll figure out it's a real problem. And uh, of course, you know Monsanto has all the money and all the power, along with the pharmaceutical companies. But even the Bible says, "Beware of sorcery, and by the sorcery shall all nations be deceived." Well, go up in he- Hebrew. Greek, Aramaic, whatever you think Jesus spoke, and look up sorcery. It defines as pharmakia, and it says, and whole nations shall be deceived by this. I'm not anti-drug, folks, not at all. I've had MDs, you know, save my bacon several times, and they're really, really good people. But if you're on a drug from now on because of, you know, this or that, it's like, well, you're missing the point of why you developed that in the first place. So as far as... uh, being overweight and uh, full of inflammation, and inflammation has a lot to do with developing cancer and metabolic syndrome and diabetes and da-da-da-da-da. It's all one big circle. You just have to throw it in. Make an, make an informed, intelligent decision and then stick with it. The ones that stick with it, like my friend Debbie, uh, even though we grew up together and she still trusts me, uh, thank you, she has done really, really well, and she's not overweight. I mean, she looks really, she looks 15, 20 years younger than she is. So, And that's evidence of what she has put into her diet, into her body. <clears throat> I think I look good for my age. Janet looks 15 years younger than what she is, and people sometimes think she's my daughter. She looks that young. But she takes a lot of supplements to pull that off. Just like our our friend and Tyler Wilbur, he's been doing our our program for years now. He's, I don't even know how old he is, 71 maybe. (laughs) He acts like he's about 50. And uh, he brought a lady in here with him the other day trying to help her get well. And she goes, just before you tell me any of this, you know, I heard what he spends a month. And she Which said, is not that much. It wasn't. But he's consistent. And she said, I am a retired school teacher, and I don't have funds to do that. I said, look at him. If you I argue said, for your limitations, God will allow you to keep your limitations. Folks, we live in an abundant universe. God will give it to you if you open up your mind and your spirit for that. And, and I said, you, can you not look at him and tell that he does something different? She said, well, yeah. I said, well, that's why you've got to invest in your yourself because you're certainly not going to have people hand it to you uh, or pay for it in, in this uh, day and age, not now anyway. And if you're new to this and you don't know what we're talking about, um, go to our website, greenwisdomhealth.com. Uh, fill out a health survey there. We do very low-cost lab across the United States, so you're not guessing at what you need. And we shore the weaknesses up in there with nutrition and make the numbers optimal, not just in range. Um, we we go to great depths to make sure that we try to help you have a life worth living and that you're not guessing at your nutrition by just walking into your local health, for, health food store and getting what Aunt Mary told you to go try. So, um, Dr. Lewis, we're at the end of our show. We hope you've learned something about possible reasons you may be gaining weight from healthy vegetables and uh, could you leave leave us with some closing words you know i think one of the best things we can do is just start to be much much more kind and i tell people just because they carry it well doesn't mean what they're carrying is not heavy 
And there's another thing that, you know, it just goes straight back to the kindness. But kindness is loaning someone your strength instead of reminding them of their weakness. What I'd like for you to always realize is we never know how far reaching something we may think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. It's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Get the big idea. All else follows. And I never know who's listening to me, and then I hear from people like Trish in Pennsylvania and Brian, and it goes on and on and on. Folks, we're glad to be your leader. We're glad that you do the work. We won't take much credit. We'll give God the credit. But uh, there is a better life. You just have to work toward health rather than waiting for disease to sneak up on you. You're worth it. Embrace the fact that you're worth it because you're going to help someone else. It's good. We'll be here next time on the Green Wisdom Health Show. You guys have a blessed week. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.